Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. Yeah, warming up the pipes. Woo! How's it going, everybody? How's your Thursday? You almost made it, man. You almost made it to another weekend, man. Crawling on your hands and knees. I need you to join this Zoom call. Where the Zoom call started 10 minutes ago. Where are you? We need you to sit there and say nothing as the person who earns the most money blathers on and fucking on. Y'all got to sit there and nod. Just wishing. What if they just dropped dead in the middle of this, right? All of a sudden, a trickle of blood just came out of their nose like that fake video of that musician dying live on TV, right? But what if it was real? You know, you knew that was a fake because of, of the way the guy, I, afterwards, once they found out it was a fake, I was like, oh yeah, if he really dropped dead, like when you drop dead, like you fall like the first time, like a baby doesn't know to put its hands out. <laughs> I like how Manny Pacquiao, the great Manny Pacquiao, when he got caught that one time, when he just, he was just out and just fell straight down, straight down, face flush on the squid circle. Um... Anyway, um, sort of a melancholy day for me, everybody, man. Um, I got I got some sad news. People who follow me on Instagram know the great Cleo Rene Diego Burr uh, uh, passed away this week. My beloved pit bull. Um, oh, Cleo! That is, I always got it. That's always good for my soul to yell. I used to always yell that. And I'd hear her come run, something like a Clydesdale coming to the door. She was just the best. But um, I'm not as sad as I thought I was going to be because, uh, you know, when I had to, I'll give you the, don't have the backstory. Basically, the dog was born in 2008. It was abandoned. It was found by the L.A. River, shivering and all of that. This nice woman found her, brought her to work. My wife agreed to, air quote, foster her, and they know what that means. You're going to fall in love with her, which is what we did. And, you know, the dog was very complex, had a lot of issues, loved us, was an absolute teddy bear. I could do whatever I wanted to it, but anybody else other than like four or five people came through the door and she was just super aggressive. And then it got to the point where she was trying to bite people and um, ended up finding this trainer, uh, Lynn Boyke who had a business out here called Zen for Canines, and uh, he helped us begin to rehabilitate her, but we were never able to quite get her there, and she was a very, very difficult case. And uh, so then, you know, uh, she stayed with us and all of that, right through me getting married and all of that, and I used to take her on hikes every single day, and she was just the best. We absolutely loved her, but, you know, we definitely had to put her in a different room when company came over, and, um, but whatever, she was, uh, you know, she was like a comedian, you know, completely fucked up, but had a great heart. <laughs> so, um, trying to keep this light. Um, so when 2016 came around and my wife was pregnant with our wonderful daughter, we both knew in the back of our heads, like, we just can't risk, how is she going to behave with the new person when it's a baby? So, uh, we held on as long as we could. My wife gave birth in January 
And in December, I, in November, end of November, I looked there and I was like, you know, we're going to have to give her to somebody else. And she just said, I know. So we looked at all these places. There was like, you know, shelters. I'm like, I'm not putting her in a shelter. No one's going to take a 10-year-old pit bull at that point, nine-year-old pit bull with behavioral issues. She'll get put down. I don't want to do that. Then they had a no-kill shelter. And it was like, I don't, she hates being by herself. I'm not doing that. So we worked something out with Lynn that he would, he would take her, but I would still pay to board her and all of that for the rest of her life. So that's essentially what happened. She was still my dog, but he had her. And once a month or so, uh, he'd bring her over where we were at and I'd still take her for a walk and all that. And so I still got to see her and everything. And then eventually Lynn, who's now based in Arizona, they went out to Arizona, but he would still come back for business out here. And I still got to see her like once every six weeks. So, but he would always send me videos. And because she was now with a master, Lynn Boyke, who's absolutely incredible, L-I-N-N, I think it's B-O-Y-K-E. You should look this guy up if you have any issues with your dog. This guy is incredible. And um, he, uh, I remember the first time we dropped her off, the dog was trying to kill him. And I handed the leash to him and I did it in the wrong way. And he's wearing these baggy pants and the, the dog bit down on his pants. And we were standing there trying to help. Him. He's going, get out of here, get out of here. Just leave, 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 leave. I'm like, really? He goes, get out of here. So we got in the car and we left. And because he understood with dogs that like once he, the dog was protecting us. And then once we left, the dog's like, all right, now what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's kind of stopped. So we have many of those stories. But anyway, um, you know, Lynn would try to teach us as much as he could. But at the end of the day, we weren't him and we didn't have his skill set. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> um, he would come back from Arizona. And I remember, you know, I always had guilt because I always thought, well, what if she actually got along with our daughter? Because, you know, I cried like a baby when I had to give her away. And um, I remember, so I brought her over. You know, I had her on the leash and I made sure, you know, there was no way she was going to get away or anything like that. Obviously, I had her on the leash and had her collar, you know, leash in one hand and the collar, right? So I let her fixate that my baby was up on the bed where she used to sleep. <clears throat> and she looked over and her ears went up. And rather than kind of like, you know, nudging her head in a different direction, so I let her fixate. And she looked at my daughter and she went and growled. And I was like, all right. And Nia was in the bathroom. She goes, did she just growl at our baby? And I go, yeah. And she goes, all right. <laughs> I never felt bad about it again. But when she was out in Arizona, um, she lived with other dogs and became friends with another dog, which was just unheard of. And they would be like, Lynn would send me pictures where she would be spooning with another dog. I was so happy. Most of the videos he sent was her in the backyard, like scratching her back, like, you know, rolling in the grass. It was funny. She kind of went out to Arizona for her golden years, like a, like a retired uh, conservative. <laughs> and she lived out there. And I still got to see her like every six weeks. And I always, whenever she was in town, he would leave her at the vet and I would drive down and I'd take her for a walk every single day. And I would always sit with her and I'd pet her and I'd talk to her and everything. And um, I'm so thankful that there was a guy like Lynn in our lives that was able to uh, really make, she was a miracle, man, that a dog with that, that breed with those kinds of issues lived a whole life, 13 years. So it was a success story. And I remember when I took her on that I told her when she was a year older, like, uh, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, buddy. 
So I feel like I kept my promise. And um, yeah, so that's it. The only thing that sucks about a dog is that someday they're going to die, right? Um, Somebody sent me a quote or something like that. Um, So there you go. There's that. There is that. So rest in peace. Oh, Leo. I still do that. I still, every once in a while, I'll do that. If I drive by some of the old places where I lived with her, it always makes me feel good to yell her name out the window. <laughs> I used to, when I would pull in with me and Nia had our first apartment, and she'd have the windows open. We didn't have any AC, but we'd get a nice breeze a little bit, so it wasn't too bad. Actually, it was pretty bad in July and August. I'm not going to lie to you, but she'd have the windows open with the screen. And as I would pull in, I had the Prius back then, so it was quiet. And I could pull in, and I would just yell out, Oh, Cleo! And I'd hear like her dog collar move and another move like we had a little garage in the back i have video of it on one of my computers i gotta find the thing one of my computers it's like as thick as a fucking laptop i would have her sit all the way at the top of the stairs and uh i'd walk down we lived up on the second floor and it was like you know the crisscross stairs going down the back all the way up the driveway and i'd open up the hatchback and i go i like what do i do i think i would go i just go like that and then she would just come bounding down the stairs. Sounded like she was falling. You know, dogs aren't as graceful as cats. And then she'd come tearing around the corner. I loved watching her run. It was like a thoroughbred, all those muscles and her just galloping. And she would leap, I swear to God, like eight feet from the back of the car. I can't believe the Prius took it and would just like land and stop on a dime, spin around, sit on her butt and be wagging her tail, you know, panting and all that. I go, all right, buddy, let's go. And I take her. It was awesome. And it was something funny, too, about riding around with a blue-nosed pit bull in a Prius. <laughs> it's like, what is going on in that car? A lot of messages. So, um, yeah, rest in peace, buddy. There'll be never be another one like you. You were a crazy dog, and I, I, I loved her. Loved her to death. So, rest in peace. So, all right, let's get on to something a little less sad. All right, let's do, um, let's do, uh, in his movies. He didn't fucking say that when they were putting the movie together. All right, let's do some fucking uh, reads here. Um, okay, there's two dynamic reads. Oh, there's a dynamic reads. All right, what is a dynamic read? That's a read that I read and then they stick it into an old podcast because a lot of the shit that I advertised back then, I don't know, they've moved on or something. I don't know what it is. All right, Noom, everybody. N-double-O-M. You know, not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do two-a-days at the gym, or drink questionable teas. Instead of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychologically-based approach to find a healthier balance that's moldable to your life, and as a result, more sustainable. You don't need rules to lose weight. Just the knowledge and wisdom to help you build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach helps you unlearn bad habits and better understand your relationship with food. One size does not fit all. Choose your goals and Noom will personalize a weight loss program to you. God, I could use this. 80% of Noom users finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. I mean, that's almost unheard of in the fitness world. With Noom, 
Taking care of your health is empowering instead of stress-inducing. No need to fear ruining the whole program with one off day. Noom will help you get back on track. All you need is a daily 10-minute check-in, no grueling early morning or huge chunks out of your day. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash MMP. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash MMP. Yeah, what if like the reason you went to the gym was because you didn't know how to eat? And what if you just learned how to eat better and then you could just do some little, you know, some get in shape girl fucking curls with the pink weights and you'd be fine. I mean, look, if you want to get shredded, if you want to walk around like Wolverine showing off your mutton chops and your fucking pectorius there, your pectorises, you know, that's a different story. That's when you got to find a friend that you're, you're comfortable enough to drop your pants in front of so he can shoot you in the ass with some uh, HGH. Liquid death. I always love those. This is so, so-and-so's body at 20, so-and-so's body at 15. It's the same body. Yeah, it's called HGH. Fucking walking around looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger at fucking 80. Um, liquid death. It's almost spooky season. And you know what that means? Your favorite hardcore water brand uh, made a horror movie. Uh, yes, a liquid death horror movie. I'm drinking liquid death right now. I love these fucking things. Uh, you can watch Dead Till Death now on Amazon. You already know liquid death. You see those tall boy cans of fresh spring water at Whole Foods, at punk concerts, at your brother's friend's bachelor party, at all Live Nation gigs. I drink one on stage. Half the people think I'm drinking a beer. When I say I haven't drank in three years, and I take a sip, they start laughing. This is the one of the white can is the spring water. I got to tell you something, ice cold aluminum with your water in there. Ah, after all these years of drinking plastic out of a plastic bottle that's going to go in the ocean for 800,000 years after you're dead. What's, why do that? Um, anyway, you can go hard on the cans, liquid death, chug them down like you mean it. But did you know you can now rock their hardcore merch while quenching your thirst and saving the environment? That's right. You don't want to be the last one on the bandwagon. Liquid death is death to plastic. Um, you'll see these cans popping up everywhere. Liquid Death is available if you're local Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. Uh, but you know that you know that's not all. Now you can rock Liquid Death merch. The crazy logo you, you know and love is available on sweatshirts, hats, and even license plate holders. And don't you dare pay for shipping. Go to liquiddeath.com slash burr to get free shipping on all water and merch. That's liquiddeath.com slash burr to get free shipping on all water and merch. Grab some now at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven now and totally murder your thirst. I fucking love these things. My office fridge has them. All right. Out where I fly the helicopters, I got a little baby fridge. I got, a, I got liquid death and A&W root beer. It's perfect. I drink the liquid death after lessons and after a solo flight, I treat myself to a root beer. Hey, Bill, you didn't fucking crash into somebody's house. Have a sugary treat. Mmm. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Butcher box. You know, people, when it comes to meat, okay, quality matters. And when you invest in a high quality meat from Butcher Box, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. Butcher Box sources their meat from partners uh, with the highest standards for quality. No more searching for the grocery store. 
for 100% grass-fed, beef, free-range, organic, chicken, wild-caught Atlantic salmon. You don't know what they're going to do. And more. You don't have to do that. You know, you read on the back, they have all that confusing flim-flam crap on the, the ingredients. You just go straight to ButcherBox. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically. They keep the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind, always delivering products that you can trust. Look, at, look what I'm doing here, people. I'm getting you bottled water and aluminum cans. I'm getting you, I'm getting you the quality meat. I mean, can you see there's a through line to this podcast? I'm trying to help the, the planet. Um, I love having a freezer full of quality food for my family. I do. Every month, ButcherBox will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. No antibiotics or hormones. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, ladies, depending on your box type. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience so you can save time and money on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Free shipping. For the continental United States, right now, ButcherBox is offering new members uh, a 10 to 16 pound, uh, 10 to 16 pound turkey for free in their first box. Just go to butcherbox.com/bird to sign up. That's butcherbox.com/bird to receive a free turkey in your first box. Um, the other night, I was on Instagram, right, and um, posting my political opinions about society. And, and, and gender definitions. I was being brave, everybody. Hashtagging. Linking. Backtracing. Um, and all of a sudden, it said, Lago was going live. So they always have a great act down there. I'm like, who's down there? And I fucking, Mark Marin's playing with the blues band. Playing guitar. Absolutely fucking destroying that guy's so legit it's ridiculous like if i didn't know he's a comedian i'd be like walking in a bar just be like you know the music business is so unfair how the fuck do i not know who this guy is why doesn't this guy have a deal he was destroying so after he rips on guitar he pulls a harmonica out of his out of his shirt pocket as you do and fucking destroy he's like destroying on guitar uh, harmonica and singing at the same level he destroys as a comedian. Like I've never seen, I've seen a lot of comics that are good at their hobby, but I've never seen a guy that was the same level. There's no dip, you know, um, fucking amazing. So he's been doing these shows down there, these Mark Marin, you know, it's like music comedy and friends or something like that. If you get a chance, um, you got to go down and see him, man. He's friggin' amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, i tell you what else was amazing was watching a two to one game become a two, two game to all of a sudden went down by like 20 fucking runs. Holy shit. What did the Astros break out the garbage can again? They fucking lit us up in the ninth inning scored like fucking, I don't know what it was. Nine runs. Or so. I can't remember if it was nine to two, 11 to two. I don't even remember. I was just sitting there, uh, you know, but I didn't give a fuck. I was like, all right, score all your runs tonight. I love it. You know, you know, you do that. Dude, save him for tomorrow. You know, when you say that shit. I did, I did think it's funny that, that that Altuve guy, whatever, he hits a home run and he still does his little dumb bow and arrow, whatever the fucking, you know, after the shame of what he, the guy is like no shame. It's why, why aren't you miming somebody hitting on a fucking trash can? These fucking kids today, man, I swear to God. It's like, you know, like I've been, I was real nice to ask to the Astros and Astro fans about that, you know, I thought I was nice and fucking even-handed where I was like, well, listen, if the Yankees and Red Sox were going to field $180 million, $200 million teams full of roided-up free agents, 
You know, what the Astros do? They banged on some fucking trash cans. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's on par. It's on par to having a $200 million team feel like it's the first game of the season. Every day, the whole year, dog days of summer, still feeling like you could run through a fucking brick wall. Um, you know, all fair, all fair in love and war. But, you know, when you get caught with your pants down like that, like if you get busted for steroids, do you really hit a home run and then point at your biceps? I don't think you do. I think you have a little bit of fucking humility. But that's not what these kids do. They don't fucking do that shit, you know? Unless they strike out. They're not whining to the umpire. They just walk quickly back to the fucking dugout. You know, did that ever become an Olympic event, speed walking? Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, so now it's two to two. It's a great goddamn series. Um, Red Sox just playing with house money. This was supposed to be the year that we just waited for Chris Sale to come back, you know, rehab a little bit. And then next year we were going to start, you know, trying to buy up the league because that's how you win a championship, right? Talk to the Dodgers. They try to do it every fucking year, right? The Yankees had done it forever, and then Georgie died. And now, now they're trying to do a grassroots thing, which is fucking hilarious because they're not getting anywhere doing that, and Yankee fans are starting to get restless. You know? Do it the old way. Buy a kilo of cocaine and give it out to the other owners and get their stars. Come on, man. It's been like fucking 12 years, man. Um, so... This would be pretty good, man. If we actually win it this year, we, we would be in double digits in World Series. Who would have ever thought you'd say that as a Red Sox? Ten fucking World Series. I'm not trying to count my fucking, uh, you know, PEDs before they hatch here. So um, this is going to be tough. It's going to be in Chris Sale, though. Thank God Chris Sale maybe settles him down. But I was obviously not happy with our relief pitching. But I, I look at it this way. If you're going to blow a safe, you might have, like... Just give them all the runs in one night. Might as well get nine runs out of the fucking way, right? Does that make any sense? I mean, look, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be PD positive here. I'm trying to be PD positive. I'm trying to stay away from the landmines of the shit that's going on in the entertainment business right now. Fucking unbelievable. I'll tell you, speaking of kids, man, the confidence of some of these fucking younger fucking people in this goddamn business, man, they, 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 they're going in. They're going in. I, I sit there going, I, I wouldn't have said that to that guy. <laughs> that is some fucking Steven Seagal says shit like that. All right, everybody. Well, that's the end of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Uh, before we go, we have a little clip for all you uh, sports fans and degenerate gamblers. Bet MGM. Here's the Paul Verzi and Bill Burr clip talking about our, our, our picks and our, our, whatever the hell that Monday Night Wild thing's called. And listen to this and enjoy. All right, guys, we're back with week seven. Lucky seven. Burt Jones. Magikowski. Who else wore seven? I don't know. We had an awesome start to this season with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, we got a special offer for just our listeners. Sign up for a new account and use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, and you'll get a $50 free bet just for signing up. That's right. You don't even you don't even need to make a deposit to get in on the action. If you haven't signed up for bet mgm yet use bonus code burr and you'll get a 50 dollars free bet to use for this week's games all right everybody you know usually paul versi starts this segment 
But I know that this man is walking wounded right now. He's taking a sip. He knows it's coming. Each week we pick four we pick four teams and Jesus Christ, Paul. Yeah. To pick four in a row and to win them all is the unimaginable. You carried off the field like you just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then there's the other side, Paul. It's the universe. The universe has to balance itself. The old yep. four. Which is known as the unforgivable. Like you can't go home <laughs> for the holidays. And you, Paul Versey. I did it. Last week, didn't pick one loser. Didn't pick. You picked four in a row. You went oh, Detroit cool. Lions on us. You had a, a, a winless. And you know something? You, at the end of last week's segment, you said this. You go... And I, I, and I don't believe in jinx, but I said to you, I go, Bill, he's going to blame me. No, no, no. I'm not going to blame you. But I just said, I go, dude, you were, no, you were actually giving me a compliment. You go, Paul, you went three and one back to back weeks. You're crushing this. And I said, and, and Andrew could play it back. I go, Oh dude, I could easily go. Oh, and four. And that cocksucker, those Steelers. Oh dude, it hurt. And, and, and to make it even worse, it went to overtime. So I'm going, so I hung on to a chance. I hung on to a chance until the end and then stayed up and went to bed with the unforgivable under my belt. And Do you know, I how went, my, you know how bad I wanted to text you when you oh, lost that last one. Oh, oh, Vegas is so good. Oh, oh I stopped myself from doing you that. You could have. I didn't want to do that to you, you Paul. I knew you were hurting. The five Paul, points. You know what it is about this, Paul? You might, you might disagree, but this means more to you than it does to me. There's something about you, Paul. Paul, I've never met a guy when it comes yeah. to sports. You can see it in your body language. Your, voice, your face is just twisting up. You want to be right about sports like nobody yeah. I've ever met. You want credit. I mean, you screamed at me for years about how you predicted about Robinson Cano in his first at bat that he was going to be a Hall of Famer. You kept yelling at me that you said this shit and I wasn't there and there was no way to confirm it. And you just wanted me to believe it for years until he got busted doing steroids and then you just slowly walked away. No, that was so bad. <laughs> he broke my heart twice. He That fucking guy broke my heart twice. He leaves the Yankees to take that fucking ridiculous contract in Seattle and that broke my heart and then come to find out he starts cheating or he's cheating or was cheating. Yeah, don't, don't, don't fucking kick it down the road now, Paul. Yeah, I mean... Starts cheating. All you fucking Yankee fans. Oh, we're going to kick your ass. We're going to kick your ass. And then you fucking lose. Oh, I'm not into baseball. Oh, Andy Pettit only did roids because he loved Jesus and wanted to get closer to him. You guys got all the excuses no. in the book. I, I... What happened? Oh. I'll tell you what was and annoying last night was watching the Astros come back and score fucking like 90 runs in the ninth inning in that El Tuve guy... Fucking hits a home run. Then has the nerve to kind of celebrate. He does something with like a bow and arrow. It's like, how come you weren't banging on a trash can, you fucking little cunt? Yeah. I like how he's all right again. Uh, it's kind of like when, when fucking A-Rod got busted for steroids and everybody gave him shit. And then all of a sudden he hits his 600th home run. They're like, where do we put this guy? So Historically. Wait a where did it's we? It's like, what is the guy? Where, um. 
Where did you end up, Bill? I, I didn't even know your record. I was two and two, Paul. I picked up okay. two games on you because uh, the fucking Buffalo Bills didn't cover, Paul. How does that happen? Dude, that I mean, Tennessee- the sun comes up, the sun goes down, and the Buffalo Bills cover in 2021, and all of a sudden they went down there. I felt, I felt kind of bad as a Patriots fan rooting against Mike Vrabel. And you know what? Mike Vrabel fucking made me pay for it. Not only did the, uh, the Bills not cover, the Titans won the game. And Jacksonville did this last week, this past week, what I said they were going to do the week before when you said they were fucking done. They fucking beat the Dolphins. And then the Raiders did this week what I thought Jacksonville was going to do last week, and they fucking won. So there goes another theory. Oh, Paul, we also had a guy write in saying that my theory about divisional rivalries being close and betting the underdog was better, and he he, he debunked your... No, 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 he debunked you a good team coming home. No, 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 He debunked it. He debunked it. You got upset. No, 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 no. Listen, you want to sit here and trash me for going 0-4, the unforgivable? I'll take that. Don't act like you need my approval for that. That's what happened. I'm just saying what happened. No, no, no. I'll take that all day. You have to take that all day. Don't act like that's something you fucking have an option of taking. Okay, well, fine. That's totally Very fine. abusive, Paul. Very oh, abusive that's fine. behavior. But I'm not, this fucking guy going and said the theory of a team who lost on the road going home was 49.8%. That's not what the fuck I said. What I said was my theory is a good over 500 team that loses a heartbreaker on the road and comes home is going to sp- – so what is that going to mean? That's not what you mean- said on the – podcast though but of course it is they could play it, back. it isn't you didn't ever said an over 500 team no this I is said you a, after the good fact team. no 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 i said a whittling good team. the thing i'm no, telling I you paul good this team. stats nerd I went s- out there no. well here's the thing paul my theory my theory you don't have to fucking put a bunch of bells and whistles on it to still make it look true but but then then it's not a theory okay okay what do you mean it's not a theory Here's no, no, no. He Here's looked a, it up, and 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 your mine was better than yours, and now you're a good team. This, no, no, over five hundred. No, no, I've always said a good team. They play on a Thursday, and it's outside. Get I've the always fuck said a good here. team. I've always said a good team. So fuck him and fuck you. I've always said a now, good team. Paul, let me say I have. Something. You could go back to it. I've always said a good team on the road. I didn't say the Jacksonville Jaguars losing on the road. But now you're just saying home. a good team. But you said over 500. You started putting all these, you know, fucking curb finders on your thing oh, there, Paul. A good team is 500 to me or better. But I did not say if the Jacksonville Jaguars lose on the road, they're going to come home and Dude, win. a good team That's is not, not 500 theory. or better. A good team is like fucking, you know, eight and two. What, but you, you, but I'm, I'm talking about a team that's going to come home and probably win the game or should win the game. That's my theory. I'm not saying a shitty team. So, so you're, what you're basically doing, Paul, is you're stating the obvious. You're saying if you, somebody's like a fucking really what, – what, so what uh, – 500 teams a good team? I'm saying that uh, you know a 500 or above team after a heartbreaker on the road coming 500 home, team's not I a like good them. team, Paul. A 500 team's not a losing team. A 500 team, you get fired as a coach. Depends what year, but yeah, but it's it not does, a bad But team. Paul, year after year, if you're going fucking eight and eight. Here's the thing, dude. I know, Andrew, I know we got to wrap it up, but here's the thing. No, no, I'm Paul. Not... Go- what is a good team? What's their record for the year? I, see, I think, I think a nine and seven or a 10 and six team is a good team. I'd Do say you? that's a decent team. Okay. But 
nowhere in my theory did I say a bad team is going to come home and win. I know, but Paul, but then aren't you just stating the obvious that if a team that's going to go 11 and five lost on the road, they're coming home. I'm betting on them. I mean, is that a really, is that a really wild thought? No, but it's a theory to win money. Now, oh, Jesus Christ. Paul, I got one for you. A team yeah. with a franchise quarterback versus a bum-ass quarterback coming home is going to win that game. Are they? But but that I'm saying cover. My theory that's is what I'm. Cover. That's what I mean. All of this shit is about gambling. It's about gambling. So, hey, Paul. He put Paul. his little fucking, oh, Paul's theory is 0.2% under, uh, under 50%. Fuck that. And no offense Paul, to the guy. I'm, I'm glad you're a fan. With, no, no, no. I'm just fucking with you, Paul. Yeah, and I, I don't want I that guy to I just wanted to think. show the listeners how bad you want to be right. Do you think I get Paul, it was just one guy. And listen, he, I don't want Paul, that guy to be He could have just mad. made that all up. Why I'm did sure. you get so... What is it about sports, Paul, that makes you want to be so right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good... You know what? I just That's heard all the question. pain in your childhood. You just go, um... Dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't having a bad enough fucking week. All right, then, I'll stop fucking with you. I, uh, that, that got more heated than I wanted to be. Let, let's do our picks for this week, Paul. Yeah. All uh, right. This I'm, is a big, odd... I'm a big fan of charity, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's odd week. I go first anyway, right? Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. Paul, listen, right. for I should have picked up at least three games. I only picked up two games. I had you right where I wanted you, and I'm I'm still I'm still looking up at you, Paul. Uh I, I think I'm 13 and 11. I mean 11 and 13 now. I think Br- you know exactly what you are. I'm brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um all right. So my first pick this week. Yeah, Andrew Scroll, because I thought I thought there was one. Yeah, key, yeah. Um Sounds like you didn't do your homework, dude. No, I did my homework. You have these rolling right off your tongue. My pick this week is the Thursday night game. What's the Thursday night game? I remember seeing it there. Yes. I am going to take – I'm going back to the Cleveland Browns. I'm going back to the Cleveland Browns. Even though they have not done right by me, I'm going to take them to win by a field goal – Tomorrow at home against uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the uh, Denver Broncos. All right. I like the Raiders. Minus three and a half at home versus the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are playing better than they people thought they were going to play, but at the end of the day, they are the Eagles, and they played good last week, so I think they're going to shit the bed this week. I like the Raiders at home, giving three and a half to those dirty birds out there in Philly. Okay. Uh, for my second pick, oh, dude, this is – I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans – I'm going with the Tennessee Titans after that Buffalo Bills win. I think they're flying high. I think that that's a game that lets them know that they can be a team that that can really, really make a run in the AFC. And listen, the Kansas City Chiefs don't stink because of Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs stink because their defense, as far as I'm concerned, and not stink. I know that they're like not a bad team, but I they're think they're like that a 500 they're, team, Paul. They're like a 500 team. They're yeah. a good team. They're 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 gonna lose to the Tennessee Titans at home. Tennessee's at home getting points. I love it. 
All right. I like uh, Joe Burrow, Cincy. Bah, 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 bah. Getting six and a half versus the Baltimore Ravens, who had a big win last week. Everybody's talking about their defense and dancing all the fucking round and all of that. And I think Joe Burrow's going to go in there. He's going to handle himself. He's going to be a gentleman about it. And uh, they're not going to lose by more than six and a half. All right. My third pick. No comment um, or nothing on that. Paul just goes, all right, I think thinks uh, that they're going to lose. They're going into Baltimore, Paul. Um, you know, Paul, there's a lot of giant spreads out there, so I know you're excited this week. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go head-to-head with you on that and take the Ravens. You take the Ravens. Well, Paul, I, you we, have we yet always, to, I don't like that because you have yet to beat me head-to-head. You, it, well, we, we've had two, and you're 2-0, and oh, I believe. Right? And have you won one? No, no, I said you're 2-0. and oh. You, no, no, you, but you I'm had not, to clarify that. Because you said I've yet to beat you as if there's a huge which, number. Which is, which is true, though, Paul. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two games. You, but you, you have yet to beat me head-to-head. I, I have yet to beat you head-to-head, yeah. yes. That is correct. Paul, you were the I, easiest mark this week. I don't know what are you taking every bait I'm giving you. All right. I like <laughs> the Chicago Bears. The Bears getting 12 and a half versus the Bucks. I think the Bears stink. I don't think they stink that much. And I think, uh, you know, they're going to sort of dick around with them in the first half, and then the Bucs are going to beat them, but I don't think they beat them by more than the bet G- MGM spread of 12 and a half points, Paul. I like that. I don't really believe in the Bears either. My question is, do I go Packers or do I take the Lions, the hapless, winless Lions getting 15 and a half? It's a lot of points, but they really—a lot of points. They stink. Um, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field to beat the Washington Football Team by ten. You know, I like that pick. I would have actually, you know, I like betting on Los Angeles teams because I think guys go out there and they start banging starlets during the week when they're supposed to be practicing. Um, so maybe that gives you that. I like that theory. I, 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 that's not even a theory. The amount of times I watch the <laughs> Bruins and then the Celtics come out here and lose to the fucking Clippers or the Anaheim Ducks when they stunk or the Kings when they stunk because they're out here banging, uh, you know, whatever, Betty Bushface up in the Hollywood Hills instead of practicing. Um, <laughs> I'm taking the, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Uh, the 49ers minus four and a half playing the formerly known as the Baltimore Colts leaving in the middle of the night, like a country song out to Indianapolis over them. The M the bet MGM line minus four 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. I hope he's playing. I haven't even looked it up going in there. They're going to win by four. That's what I'm hoping, Paul. You know what? Both of us stayed away from that Arizona Cardinals, and look at that line. Holy shit, dude. Because I already won on that bet. Yeah, that's a I already had the Bills minus 17 against Houston, and they won 40 to nothing. And I am smart enough to not go back again, Paul, and to give that money right back. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that right in my little shirt pocket, Paul. Are the Texans that bad? What's a bad team to you, Paul? I'm stick. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with uh, <laughs> seven and nine. At this point, it's seven and ten, dude. No, no, no. Nine and seven. I said, Paul. They play seventeen games now. 
which is oh, hilarious right. to me because all they right. talked about was that CTE and how they give a shit about players and now they're making them play an extra game. Yeah. Yeah. We no. Figured if we brain damaged them quicker. Um, all right. Well, there you go, people. That That is it. Uh, Paul, you know, I got I got to hand it to you. You took it. You took it like a man. And you know what? I got to say this. Let me say this before we get out. Of here. I know we got to get out of here. I talking a lot for a guy that went 0 and four last week, but so go ahead. done and wrong <laughs> with the New York giants, the New York giants fucking stink. And you know, something with the, with wow. the, with the stuff that they did with defense, with the fucking, you know, the running game coming back and you know what? And somebody called out, somebody goes, I'm sick of their coach acting like, well, we're going to make a team the team's proud of. We're going to make the fans, you know, it's like you guys fucking stick. The defense stinks. Daniel Jones is in the game 38 to three after coming back from a concussion and they fucking did a quarterback sneak. That's grounds for fucking firing right there. The kid shouldn't have been on the fucking field. All right. And he's, he's, he's wobbling and looks like he's going to throw up and faint seven days prior. And then you put him in a game and you keep him during a beatdown. As much as I hate to say this, I was really fucking wrong about the Giants, and it's very disappointing. There we go. Monday night special, Paul. What? 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 Geno Smith stinks. Geno Smith stinks. I love the Saints, uh, but it is in Seattle, so I don't know. And they actually played a a close game. They covered last week, Paul. Sneaky Pete. You never know what Sneaky Pete's going to do. You want to take the points? Yeah, because I think they overachieved last week as far as scoring. Who, who's that great running back they got? Um, who's uh, this? Uh, what's his name? I don't Number know. Number 40. Uh, I forgot his name. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Oh, 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 you're talking about the Saints. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, Alvin Saints, Kamara. The Saints. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I take the Saints. I think Kamara's going to score a touchdown. I think Jamison Winston's going to throw two TDs. Big day. Jameis Winston, two TV. Uh, now, nah, let's say one. We'll say one. And you're going to take. He has a good defense. You're they got that the Bobby. To, what's his Bobby Womack? You like the Saints to cover? I like the Saints to cover. What about you? Oh, wait. You, they're going in given. What am I thinking? They yeah, given. You just, said, you just made me think different because you said sneaky Pete. They're going to be home. They're coming off a loss. Oh, there you go, Bill. They're coming off a loss going home. You want I don't know. Take- I think they overachieved, though. Russell Wilson yeah. wasn't playing. That's the thing, dude. With with Geno Smith, it could either be a disaster. It's that's a tough one. And they, yeah, they also came in. I don't know. I, I think uh, you know, they're they're a little schizo this week. I mean, this year, I think Seattle. They're not just. They're not solid. They don't have their QB. I think uh, whatever they did last week, the Saints are going to look at it. The Saints have a great cho- uh, coach. I I think they cover. All right, so we'll take Saints. We'll take Jameis Winston to throw a, a an inter, I mean, a, a touchdown. Touchdown, one. Jesus, Paul. Don't and jinx And what are we going to do? Geno Smith to throw an interception? <laughs> no, that Alvin uh, Kamara to uh, score a touchdown. Okay. Can, can you? I'm just going Saints. The Saints come marching in in Seattle, Paul. All right. All right. All right. Oh, when those Saints cover that bet. You put the money in a Corvette. All right. Let's uh, do the outro. Right. Outro offer. Sign up for a new account. 
and use the bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, and you'll get $50, a $50 free bet just for signing up. That's right. You don't even need to make a deposit to get in on the action, baby. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, what the fuck are you waiting for? Use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, and you get a $50 free bet to make uh, to use for this week's games. You have to be 21 years of age or older to wager in Arizona, Colorado, D.C., Iowa, Indianapolis, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. Uh, new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Uh, excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP for Arizona. Uh, 800-522-4700 for Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. 800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER, Indianapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF for Iowa. Call or text the Tennessee red line. 800-889-9789 for Tennessee or call 888-777-9696 for Minnesota. Uh, sports betting is a void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states uh, were prohibited. Uh, promotional offers not available in Nevada. All right, there you go, everybody. Hope you like that. Um, have fun. Bet responsibly. Uh, that is the Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast. Please enjoy the music selected by the great Andrew Themelis, and I will, after that we'll have a bonus half hour. Uh, from a, uh, a greatest hits Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast have a great weekend you cunts What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, um, <coughs> Jesus, October 21st, 2013. How you fucking doing? Why is there such an echo in here? Hey! Um, I'm in a hotel room. A sparsely furnished hotel room here. That's why it's echoing a little bit. It'll good. You know what? This will help my awful singing. You know, oh, you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Um, how are you? How was your weekend? As you can tell, I'm a little banged up, a little banged up. Didn't get a lot of sleep last night. You know what? I've been in the fog last 10 days. I was kidding who last like 10 weeks. I've been on the road. I've been working my ass off, and uh, Daddy's been taking his medicine every night. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm in a fog. I need to. I need to. Uh, you know, I need to turn over a new leaf here. I got to become like that dude. Remember those grape nut commercials where he'd be outside in his fucking bathrobe, you know, one leg up on the fucking wooden seat, a couple of squirrels running around in the background, some birds tweeting, and he's just eating his grape nuts, all clear-headed. Right? That's who I need to be. All right? <laughs> I got to quit. <laughs> I sound like shit. Getting over a cold. I'm a mess this week, everybody. You know what? This should make you feel better about yourself. You know? Yeah, hey, at least I didn't, uh, didn't fucking behave the way uh, Bill Bandwagon did this weekend. You guys been following me on Twitter? That's my new character, Bill Bandwagon. I was joking on Twitter. 
that the Boston Red Sox signed the first free agent fan to a three-week contract, Bill Banwagon, and that is me, and I am him. Bill Banwagon does what Bill Banwagon do. I actually went over to the Red Sox Pro Shop I'm here in Boston, and I went over to it um, well, during the, whenever the fuck we were playing Detroit this past week, and uh, I walked into the Pro Shop, and I literally I got sick to my stomach. How weird is that? Because I bought so much Red Sox shit right up during the whole height of that Curse of the Babe shit, trying to end that fucking 86-year drought. I have more Red Sox shit than I don't think I'll ever have to buy anymore. I mean, if they win the championship, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to buy a hat. I, I like getting the World Series patch, but that, that that's about it. Maybe a shot glass or something like that. But as far as jerseys, dude, I got I still in my, the back of my closet, I have Derek Lowe t-shirt. Manny Manny Ramirez jersey, no ma fucking jersey. Somebody got me a jersey that was like the old school Red Sox one. It just said Poppy on the front of it. Like I'm ever gonna fucking wear that, but I can't throw it out. You know. So the last thing I fucking need to do is go into a store and get more of that shit that that is gonna become sentimental, and then I can't throw it out. So uh, I went by there again today to see if they had the World Series patches, and they don't. I guess they're getting them tomorrow or some shit. I don't fucking know. So anyways, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox. I can actually name a few now. Go around the infield a little bit. Was it Middlebrooks? Over to Drew. Over to Pedroia. And I, I don't know who plays first base. Is it Napoli? Or is he out in left field? I don't fucking know. Salty Amaka. And then there's those two Asian guys who are just fucking killing it. I can't remember the guy's name. It begins with a U, and he's fucking lights out. It's pathetic. It's so sad that I haven't watched this year, and I have to sit here like a housewife who's been do, doing needlepoint all year and acting like I get it. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I've been here in Boston for the last five days, and uh, I'm actually reading the sports page, and this is how fucking nuts this place is. Like Dan Shaughnessy, like three days in a row, wrote a positive uh, article. It's incredible, but whatever. Let's just get down to brass tacks here. The Red Sox in the World Series, unbelievable fucking series, and we had to win game six. I just said we. I know I did. I'm a fucking hypocrite. They had to win game six because they were, there's no way they were beating Verlander twice. So thank God they did, and thank God that guy hit that grand slam and he punched himself in the chest, right, like that chick who sings, sings the, uh, the Titanic song, right? And I... Oh, wait, that's Whitney Houston. Well, what was the Titanic song? Ugh. That was just a song that made you hate women. <laughs> you know, you ever do that? You just really... I don't know if women, if you ever do... Did you? Have, is there a song that comes on that just makes you hate guys? Hey, a bunch of fucking meat-headed guys. A bunch of peanuts around... Peanut shells around their feet. Sitting there screaming and yelling, right? Standing over there in the corner with their shit-stained drawers, drinking beers. Like, this has to be a fucking song like that. For me, the male version, it was whatever that Titanic song was and that stupid meerkat that sang the fucking thing and she'd punch herself in her little hollow chest. Oh, God. The fuck was her name? And then she dated, she married that landscaped fucking coke dealer slash maybe did some porn at some point in his life directed it anyways 
That boogie nice looking guy. He had one of those really fucking uh, effeminate French names like Rene or Susan or some shit, right? <laughs> Jack A, whatever the fuck his name was. Jesus, am I in a mood? Listen to me. Trashing that, that fucking uh, the female George St. Pierre of Canada, right? They're basically on the same level. One can choke you out. The other one uh, chokes you up. There you go. Look at that. That was poetry right there. I'm summing up Canada, everybody. Oh, Jesus. Um, anyways, I found a cigar when I was here in Boston. I got to lay off that shit, dude. I swear to God. I, I look phenomenal for my age. But if I live another week the way I've been living the, the last six weeks, all right, I'm going to catch up to what Ron Howard looks like, and I'm going to go right by him. You know? And that's no disrespect to Ron. Okay, that guy's like in his 60s, isn't he? Or is he in his 50s? I don't fucking know. Whatever. This is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. The Boston Red Sox are in the World Series against the uh, St. Louis Shitbirds. And uh, Redbirds, sorry. Why, why would you start with them? They're, they're very nice fans. Very nice fans out there in the home of Anheuser-Busch. Um, and I got to tell you something right now. I cannot name one person on their team. This is the most baseball I've watched since I stopped watching in 2010. I don't know anybody on that fucking team. Who's pitching for you? John Tudor? What do you got over there? Huh? Did that guy who finally shaved his fucking head? No, wait. You traded him to uh, the Angels. And then from what I've overheard, he's been shitting the bed out there. What the fuck is his name? I don't know. I don't fucking know. But, you know, I'm going to watch. You know what's the hardest thing about trying to fucking watch the Red Sox and get all caught up? Is they all look alike with those fucking beards. There's like three of them. They look, they have the exact same length and color beard. And then there's the backup catcher or whatever, but he's got the, the gray in it. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't pretend to know. All right? But if you think I'm not going to be standing there on the chowls as the duck boats go by like I've been there all fucking year, you're sadly mistaken. Yes, you are. All right, let's get out. Let's get out of the whole uh, sports thing. This is a story that intrigued me. Do you guys see? Did you? Don't you hate that fucking word? I saw it and I was intrigued. You know, like the whole world should be rejoicing that you're fucking fascinated. Just say it sparked your interest. You were intrigued. Ugh! What a self-serving fucking word that is. That's a deal breaker right there. If if you're ever on a date and somebody uses that word on a first date, unless you're a fucking douche and you want to, you know, maybe cancel out your douchiness, you know, like two negatives make a positive and maybe your baby will come out and be a good shit. I'm telling you right now, steer clear of anybody ever uses the word intrigued, you know, as if their artsy fucking glasses didn't give themselves away to begin with the second that word comes out of their mouth. You know, if you can't do the math on that, I can't fucking help you. Um, here's a story that just piqued my interest. Have you guys seen this shit about the Greenpeace 30? It's basically 28 Greenpeace guys, ladies, whatever the fuck you call them, Greenpeacers, and two journalists. For some stupid fucking reason, they decide... They just decide out of the fucking blue 
to go over up into the Arctic Circle. All right. And basic, what the, I gotta, I gotta say this right. Basically what they did, they tried to board. Okay. More than a month ago, after Russian Coast Guard seized 28 Greenpeace activists and two journals, journalists in the Arctic waters following their attempt to board a Russian oil rig. These guys got, these guys had a meeting. These 28 people had a fucking meeting and they were like, all right, here's the plan. To help save the environment, or at the very least, try to slow down the changing of the environment, because there's always going to be an environment, you know, taking one from George Carlin there. There will always be an environment which just changing, so they don't like the direction that some of the other human beings, the effects they're having on it, so they decide that they're going to, I don't know, try and stop these guys from drilling in this area that Greenpeace feels they shouldn't be drilling in. So they're sitting there in the war room, drawing up these plans, all right? And I'm just picturing myself in this fucking meeting because I, I, I don't have a problem with Greenpeace, you know? Looks like a very thrilling job. Sit there zigzagging in front of a fucking whaling ship, wind in your hair, you know? People from other lands shaking their fist at you. That sounds like a hell of a... That sounds way better than tying yourself to a tree, Going, come on, man, not this one. You know, it just seems like, you know, it's a good time. So if I ever joined Greenpeace, I could see myself getting sucked into a position where I'm in that meeting. All right? So now you're in the fucking meeting. Somebody up there, who God knows who, man or a woman, is up there going, all right, so we're going to go up to the Arctic Circle. Right there, I'm like, all right, that's going to be fucking cold. What is it? It's October. The fucking planet's starting to tilt away from the sun up there. I, I don't know about this. Are we going up there on an icebreaker? Um, that's my first concern. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And now we're going to go fuck with the Russians. Whoa. Right there, I'm looking around the room. Didn't you just say Russians? Are we going to fuck with the Russians? My whole life as a childhood, those were the guys you didn't want to fuck with. You don't want to fuck with the Russians. You know? This isn't like you're going to go over there... And you're going to go mess with, uh, I don't know, fix somebody. The Estonians? Who the fuck knows anything about Estonia? I don't. Estonia, what are they doing over there? Do they eat people? They don't eat people? Oh, fuck it. Let's go over and let's go mess with them. The second you say Russians, I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? And then they get to the fucking point. Yeah, and then we're going to pull up to their oil rig. We're going to shoot some ropes up it. Like we're in an action movie and we're going to start climbing up the side of it and we're going to board their oil rig. Right there, I'm out. I'm, I'm not fucking doing that shit. You out of your mind? We're going to get shot. Somebody is going to take a fucking meat cleaver right as we get up to the top. They're going to pour hot wo- a fucking oil on us. So anyways, these fucking jerk-offs get on this goddamn boat and then two journalists go with them to cover it and they fucking they 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 go out there and what exactly what you would have thought would happen happened plus fucking like russian navy seal looking guys with these fucking awesome guns pointed at these these people they arrested all of them they took their boat and the two journalists the greenpeace guys are saying that the, the fucking boat was in international waters gives a fuck you're at the top of the planet there's no street signs. 
You know, what are you looking at, your little fucking watch? Oh, we're on this longitude and this latitude. Nobody gives a fuck. You just tried to board our oil rig. All bets are off. So anyways, they all got arrested and they're being charged with piracy and they're beside themselves. They're just saying, yeah, the Russians just don't seem to understand. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You fucking morons. You don't you don't do shit like that. Fine. My neighbor was planting some ugly bushes in his yard and I wanted to protest. I wouldn't try to fucking repel into his living room. And then when they, they arrest me for fucking breaking and entering. I wouldn't be all playing the victim being like, dude, what the what are you talking about? I was protesting your your shrubs. You just don't seem to see to have to see have the same sense of humor about this that I do. So, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, everybody's feeling, like, talking about this like they're the victims. It says the, organi- the organizer, the organization's UK executive director has worked every weekend since the incident in the Pecora Sea while le- I hope I said that right, the Pechora, the Pecora Sea, while leading efforts to secure their release, but is still finding it difficult to sleep. He's in a constant rush or interview, blah, blah, blah. He said, Russia, he said, Russia is sending our, out a clear signal saying, hands off our part of the Arctic and hands off complaining about our right to drill for oil there. I think they're saying something a little more than that. Don't fucking show up to our oil rig like, like you got Tom Cruise on the boat. You're going to do some Mission Impossible shit. This is the real world. Jesus Christ, you guys know how dumb I am, Right? I know not to go out on a fucking boat and try and board a Russian oil rig. You know? (laughs) I would just be like that guy in Platoon the whole time. I got a bad feeling about this, man. (laughs) Quit going out there listening to the mamas and the papas. Some hippie shit. All the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. And these fucking guys start screaming at you in Russian. Dude, the guns they had pointed at him were the shit. I got to tell you that right now. I think that was the, uh, the game over. I think it was called the game over 9,000. That's what the fuck they were pointing at him. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? There's a lot of dumb ways to go to prison. But uh, that, I got to say, that's, that, that's right up there. How awful is it? to get arrested for piracy and you didn't even fucking take the time to dress up like one, you know, that would be the only saving grace. I'd be like, the only way I'm going on this mission is if I get that fucking Hamburglar striped shirt, put a patch over my eye and some sort of cutlass in my fucking mouth. Is that a knife? Or is that a gun? I don't fucking know. What do you, what do you call that? One of those, one of those, it's not a sword. It's a fat sword. It's like a meat cleaver that got an erection. Stick that right in your fucking mouth. It's very phallic. And then you climb up the side going, arr, arr, you're fucking arr, you're drilling in the Arctic, matey. Um, but instead, you're fucking climbing up the side. One, two, three, four. We don't want you drilling for oil. Okay, all right, easy, guys. Hands up, everybody. Jesus, they're, they're serious. Um, all right, let's get to some advertising here for this week. The Greenpeace 30, everybody. Let's try to keep up on that one. Can you believe it? Who would have thought? Who would have thought you couldn't fucking just pull up to an oil rig <laughs> in the middle of the fucking ocean? Dude, you couldn't do that to Exxon. At the very least, someone's going to pee on you as you're climbing up the side. 
somebody it's far enough in the ocean somebody might even take a shit i don't think cell phone cameras work out there because of the bermuda triangle um dollar shave club everybody oh yeah i talk about this every damn week um there's so many things in the world that irritate me hippies boarding a russian oil rig and getting charged for piracy and then sitting there staring at their Bergenstock, shaking their head going, I don't understand. Do you like how much I'm stereotyping them that they're like this? I'm sure they're hippies 2.0s. Whatever. What else bothers me? Um, the Red Sox beards. I can't tell one from the other. That's been bugging me. And um, I don't, my, my, the way I've been living my life lately, very unhealthy. That's been bugging me. But listen, with all that things, with so many things out there that can irritate you, why would you add razors to the list, you fucking moron? Come on. Do the math here. It's time to stop milking your razor blade. I know with brand name razors, you know what you're used to? You're used to paying outrageous prices and exhausting those razors until they start to look like a rusty soda can as you drag it across your face there. It's time to move on. Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing quality blades to your door for just a few bucks a month. You never have to think about it again. They send a pack every month so you can change your blades every week. I love these guys, and your face will love them too. They also have a new product called One Wipe Chowies. It's a butt wipe from men. And you know what I say? It's about time. And it's classy. Oh, is it classy? You stick your pinky out as you're wiping your bum there. Uh, check out the video for that. It's hilarious. And sign up for your razors today. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr, B-U-R-R. That's dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr, B-U-R-R. Or go to billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. All right. Hulu Plus, everybody. You know, last the last couple of weeks, I keep saying that they have Breaking Bad on there. And you know what? Evidently, they don't. So why don't I actually go to the friggin' website and try and look it up here? Let's see what they got going on here. Well, you first try one week free. Jesus Christ, help me out here. How am I supposed to figure this out? Oh, fuck yourself. Everybody's trying to get you information. Um, do you know I tried to rent a bicycle here in Boston? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that. I was going to ride a bike, and I felt good about it. And you guys can say anything you want about me. I don't care. I like riding bicycles in cities. And when I ride them, I like going, tra-la-la, as I go by pedestrians waiting to, uh, waiting to cross the street. Makes me smile. So anyways, they, they have these, you know, they have in New York City, you know, those city bikes, unless you're in a rich neighborhood, and they don't want bicycles in the neighborhood. It's, you know what's amazing about rich people? It's just how much they just don't want to be around other people. And, you know, I, I 100% get it. I fucking respect that. The fuck out of here, you animals. All right? Do you think I stole all this fucking money to listen to you getting on and off a bicycle? Get the fuck out of here. You're a piece of shit, and I took your 401k. Right? Anyways, Hulu Plus, everybody. No, I'm kidding. So I, um, I'll get back to that in a second. So I go to rent this bicycle. So I'm like, all right, what's the, what's the deal? I got to stick my credit card in the bike thing. So I go ahead and do it. And uh, then all of a sudden they want my phone number. They want my phone number. I'm just renting a bike. You already have my name and my credit card number. You know who took the bike. What do you need my phone number for? You know who I am. You know when I took it. You know I didn't bring it back. Okay? You have my credit card. That's going to link you to where the fuck I live, and that's it. It's over. I got I to give you the bike back. Why do you want my fucking credit, uh, my phone number? 
Fucking cunts. They just can't make... It's not enough. They're making money off the bike. Now they got to get one more piece of information out of you so then they can then stockpile all those numbers with your credit card information and then sell them to the fucking telemarketers. So I said, you know what? Fuck you, bicycle. I'm not bicycle company. I'm not using it. So fuck them. I don't know if they do that in New York City, but I'm not renting a bike in, uh, in Boston. Don't give him your phone number, you asshole. I wonder if I could have just made up one. I'm really big on misinformation, you know, when you can get away with it. Always put out other information about yourself. Give yourself a chance. All right, Hulu Plus, everybody. Um, you probably tried Hulu.com. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. That's the amazing thing about this, everybody. This is really like watching TV in the future. Like even when I was a kid, I never even dreamed that you could do something like that. Just walk around watching TV everywhere. It's awesome. Um, It streams in HD for the best viewing experience. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite TV shows, current TV shows, excuse me, like Saturday Night Live, Community, Family Guy, and Zillion Moors. Or you can also watch um, some original programming that uh, Hulu Originals, I should say, like The Awesome starring SNL's Seth Meyers and Moon Boy starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films. For only $7.99 a month, you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. This is the future, people. This is how you watch TV. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill, all in caps, B-I-L-L, all in caps, right? Uh, That's a special offer from my listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you can get an extended free trial. Um, And they'll know that we sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill or click on Hulu Plus or the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page um, on BillBird.com. All righty. So back to the fucking podcast. Uh, European trip is coming up, everybody. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. My agent was talking to me. I think we're going to add not a second but a third show in London. And uh, for all you people who have been sending me emails from Manchester, um, England, uh, don't worry. I'm not, I don't have time this time to do it in the schedule because i have to i think i go to scotland the next day but without a doubt i promise you when it comes through next year i am gonna go, i'm gonna do a show in manchester i just uh you know it's a fucking zillion miles it's an ocean away i didn't know how i was gonna sell tickets so you always go to the major cities and um i've just gotten a bunch of people saying calling me a cunt telling me to come to manchester and you know that's all i need to hear that's all i need to hear a little bit of interest a little bit of insults, and I'm like, I like these guys. I'm going to go fucking head up there. Um, now, I, now, forgive me for being stupid here, but Manchester, is that where Man United is from? It's got to be, right? That's crazy to me. You would think that the, the most successful uh, Premier League team would be in London. Doesn't that make sense? Rather than being in the Worcester of, uh, of England? I'm really, I'm really fucking on two levels stepping on landmines here. I'm talking sports when I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm shitting on cities and I have no idea. Oh, Jesus, Manchester. Is that one of those train spotting towns where I'm going to go there and get fucking headbutted and have my ear bit off? I, I really don't want to deal with that. That's why I, f- I feel safe in London. I just feel like it's a bunch of people skipping around drinking tea and uh, I'm not going to get beat down. You know, that's not on my agenda. 
taking a soccer hooligan fucking beatdown. <laughs> I tell you, a long time ago, <coughs> I read that book, Among the Thugs, and uh, I'm sure it was exaggerated, or even worse, maybe it wasn't. Maybe they toned it down. But, uh, yeah, that was enough for me. That was enough for me. All right. Anyways, I'm just fucking with you guys. I, I'll definitely, um, you know, the more cities I can add when, add when I go over there, the more shit I can see, the more people I can reach. Each time I go over to, to uh, Europe, I'm just going to keep adding countries and cities and that type of thing. That's the game plan, and uh, I'm sticking to it. Oh, by the way, you guys all talked me out of going to Naples. Jesus Christ. I might as well said I was going to fucking Dayton, Ohio. I've never heard a city get trashed. Trashed? Fucking voices cracking here. The way Naples did. Okay, enough enough said. Enough said. I got it. I got it. So I think I'm going to stay in Rome. And then kind of, I think Florence got some good reviews. Venice got some good reviews. Now everybody's going to show Venice fucking dirty water. I, I got to go somewhere. Hey, does anybody know a good book on uh, Mussolini? Can recommend a good one. I've just read so much shit about that guy. He reminds me of Paul Verzi. You know, they both have a shaved head. They both think they see things. And they both predict shit. And they prepare for victory. And then they lose. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Benito Verzi. Paul Mussolini. I told you that thing when he, he fucking... I think he was either invading someplace in Northern Africa or he was going to Greece. And Hitler told him, don't do that shit, all right? And, and Mussolini's like, yeah, don't worry. We got this. It's all good. He goes out and he buys a white horse to ride through town, getting ready for the victory party, and then they lost. <laughs> hey, he's got that big dumb horse. He's got nothing to do. What, what do you do? He's already do. It's going to be a bloodbath. I got it. So I want to read more about this guy. Um, He sounds like quite the character. Speaking of characters, um, there's a fucking hilarious, hilarious video. Only because it's all, it seems like they're just, everybody's drunk and lethargic. Uh, The name of the video is Jet Fan Punches Female Patriots Fan in the Face After Their Victory. Congratulations to the Green Cunts, by the way. Um, that is your Super Bowl, and you know it is. You're not winning it again this year. You guys realize you're coming up on your 50th anniversary of not winning a Super Bowl? Like the your golden anniversary. You know, and they, and they said it wouldn't last. Congratulations. When you guys don't win it this year, this is me just pissed because you guys won. Um, you know, you guys jumping around like you did something yesterday. Ah, you wait. You wait till we come back healthy, you fucks. Um, And that was an excuse. And you know what? When you're losing the number one fucking defensive player on all levels, Vince Wilfork, fucking Mayo, and Aqib Tlaib. I got to tell you, Geno Smith, dude, that fucking guy. He better get a nickname, you dumb New Yorkers, after you fucking said Sanchise. Can you give one to Gino? Don't, you know what? Don't. Don't jinx the guy because that guy looks like he's the real deal, man. I really like that guy as a quarterback, man. And I don't give a fuck, man. The Patriots aren't winning shit this year anyways. You know? I don't mean that in a bad way. But I'm a realist. Okay? I'm still enjoying the season. Fucking cunts. Um, anyway, so it's at the end of the game. and So the name of the video is, is like basically male jet fan punches female 
Patriots fan in face. What it really should have said was male Jet fan punches female Patriots fan in the face after female Patriots fan was punching him in the face. (laughs) For some reason, you know, because you're not supposed to hit a woman in the face, whenever they show these videos, they either cut out that part of the video or they show it and the people on TV never commentate on the fact that the woman was punching this guy in the face. Dude, you got to see this Jets fan. It's fucking hilarious. He's so shit-faced and, like, lethargic. That's the thing because everything is just sort of like in slow-motion roundhouse. And uh, he takes a lot of punishment, but he, he, never, uh, he never loses focus. I call him the big unflappable if you watch him. You know, Tim Duncan is the big fundamental. This drunk Jet fan was, was the big unflappable. And I got to tell you, that female Pats fan, she took that punch like a champ, popped right back up. Um, I don't know what was going on, but that Jet fan, I don't know if he did something. It starts right at the, at the beginning of the video. And he does something, and then it looks like two ladies and some fat guy in a blue shirt are kind of swinging on him. And he's just like in slow motion, like... Just punching people in the face and... Uh, I don't know. He obviously shouldn't have done it and deserves to be punished. But uh, this is something I think that I've asked before of uh, female fans on this podcast, if I have any. Um, How do you feel about that? Obviously, you should never punch a woman in the face. But no, you know what? Fuck this. Let me ask a better question. Any women who listen to this podcast, have you ever just gotten mad at a guy in a bar and just started punching him in the face? And when you're doing that or punching him in the head, when you're doing that, is there any fear that the guy's going to hit you back? Are you are you literally thinking like, well, you can't hit you, I'm a lady, you can't hit me. I'm in the safety zone or are you just simply so mad you lost your shit and you're just throwing punches? Because um like I said, I don't think that that Jet fan should have done what he did. What he should have done, what a gentleman does when a woman is punching him in the face is you go with you go with a front kick at like 30% speed <laughs> if you go with the front kick 30 percent power that's what you do it's sort it's not quite a kick it's sort of just pushing her off you you know you just sort of you just you know kind of give one of those keeps her at bay leg is longer than the arm you know but then there's that thing where you got to do it fast enough because the second you do it you know some guys are going to come in and totally overreact because you actually made physical contact with this human being that does not have a penis, has a vagina, yet is throwing punches at you. It's really, it's a really weird dynamic. But uh, I got to tell you, the big unflappable, he did all right. He's got he's to wear a Jets jersey. He's got some, you guys got to pull some money together. After you bail him out, you got to get him a Jets jersey. And on the back, you got to have the big unflappable. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Somebody's probably going to get mad at There is no excuse done whatsoever. I'm not saying there is. But I just, I don't know. I find that that, that dynamic is uh, interesting. Um, I don't know. I heard a great guy fucking bum the other day. Just walking down the street. Just the way he was begging was great. He had some sort of musical background. And you went, you walked by him. He had this great voice. And he would just go... Change, 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 change. I can't even do it the way he did it. 
put a smile on your face. He just went right down the scale. I didn't have any money. I only had fucking ATM money, you know, so you got like a couple of 20s in your pocket. And it's like, all right, I want to help you, but dude, I'm not trying to help you, you know. I'm trying to get you a sandwich. I'm not trying to fucking buy you, you know. I don't know. What can you get with 20? You know, 20 bucks is a bit much. You ever given, you ever given a homeless guy like uh, like five bucks or 10 bucks and they react the same way as if you gave him a quarter and you kind of get mad? Kind of a Jason Alexander moment where you wanted to get credit. But then you also think like, well, you know, if I don't have a house or an apartment, you know, getting $5 really is not a major step in that direction. It's just maybe I can get the egg and Swiss, you know, the ham and egg. I can get a ham, egg and cheese as opposed to an egg and cheese. And then I'm going to eat that. And then in 90 minutes, I'm going to be fucking hungry again. So I kind of get it. But it's also kind of annoying. Change, 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 change. Um, so anyways, World Series starts tomorrow night if you want to jump on my bandwagon. I have the shiniest bandwagon, the newest and shiniest bandwagon in town. Um, oh, dude, I got in a fucking argument with someone. Really, Bill? What a surprise. Don't come at me with that attitude. All right? I got in this big argument with somebody uh, the other day. They were telling me all about Los Angeles talking about uh, fake tits and all that type of thing was making, you know, and those jobs. And, and, you know, I went out to L.A. Everybody's so plastic and fake out there. It's just like, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, and everybody back here just tells the truth, right? Is that what you're telling me? Fucking blows my mind. It just really does. And I'm just like... You know what kills me? As I've lived out there for six years, and I'm like, look, I know when you first get there, I know what you do. You go down fucking Sunset Strip. You go down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and that's what you see. Okay? You're telling me when you go to the fucking meatpacking district in New York City, it's not a bunch of plastic, phony fucking Paris Hilton types or whatever the fuck the new one is of that ilk? Yeah. You go to the fucking club scene with the beautiful people. It's always going to be a bunch of phony people. But I got to tell you, I don't think the plastic surgery is that bad in L.A. And I know all you guys are like, oh, my God. And what are you even reacting to? Have you fucking been? This guy, I've lived out there for fucking six years. And I'm telling him, dude, it's really not like that. There's a lot of really talented, good people out. Nah, nah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck do I know? I just live out there. You've been out there six days. I've been out there six years. What the fuck would I know? Please, by all means, you tell me about what, you know, I'm somehow missing. I have got to be honest with you. If you really want to see plastic surgery that's out of control, um, these are my top three places. And then there's uh, my, my wild card pick. I would say Orange County, California, Dallas, Texas, and um, Miami Beach. Florida. Unbelievable. And then my, my, my wild card, the impossible dream, would, might be, uh, I would say, Phoenix, Arizona with the fake tits. Um, but even then, I think fake tits are out. You know, like rollerblades. They were, they're like a 90s thing. At the very least, they don't have them like... Uh, you remember those ones they had in the 90s? Oh, Jesus Christ. Those fucking... Clint Eastwood vein on the side of them. <laughs> yeah, the women fortunately stopped doing that. 
There's never been a pair of fake boobs that looks better than the real thing, than whatever the, the original. Real boobs just look way better, regardless of size. Way better. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess when you have a shirt on, nobody can tell. But I don't. I don't know. The fuck? That's just weird. That's that's fucking insane. To take a plastic bag of chemicals and stick that in you, rather than keeping you beautiful, normal ones. I'm pro boobs. Look at me talking nicely about boobs here in October. Oh, by the way, uh, I called it. With the pink scam. It's finally fucking coming out. You guys seeing all these articles? This is all that pink shit, all that brain awareness for breast cancer. My aunt died of that stuff. How can you make fun of it? Everybody coming down on me? You think I'm the bad guy? I'm wearing the black hat in fucking October? I got a link for you guys to check out that I I swear to God, a hundred people have tweeted to me, so it's not my find. I'm not going to take credit for it, but... This is how it works with that pink shit. It's basically whatever they sell. Say they sell a pink football jersey, NFL jersey. You buy a Tony Romo pinky, right? Kami pinko fucking jersey, right? Basically like 10% of the wholesale, not the retail price on the jersey. Not what you pay, the 80, 100 bucks, whatever the fuck it is. The wholesale, which is probably, we'll say 35 bucks maybe. What does it cost them after the kid in the sweatshop makes the fucking thing? I don't know. We'll just say 35 bucks. So 10% of that. So if it's a $100 jersey retailed for you, 10% of the wholesale, 35 bucks, that's like they donate $3.50 and then they pocket the other $96.50. And then it goes over to the Kami Pinkos there, right? They take that $3.50. Now, they have their entire infrastructure on all the people that are making money trying to raise raise awareness like that's their job. That's how they pay their rent. That's how they get themselves a yacht. That $3.50 has to be thrown into the stockpile to pay all those people for their pink cubicles and their pink staplers and all of that shit. And by the end of it, I don't know what you have left. So there you go. There you go. It's just one big sea of shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. I, don't, I, I really don't. I, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I think people are aware of it. And I just find it to be this weird thing where you have to be that aware of it. Like it's more important than it's like they're jockeying for positions in like, you know, this disease March Madness you know, they're running up the score so they can get the number one seed so they can play a 16 rather than being like a five, you know, and playing a 12. I don't know. I didn't do a fucking math on that. Um, all right. Let's get into the um, let's get into the fucking letters, the letters for the week. Um, I need a man's advice. Well, what the fuck are you emailing me for? <laughs> um, longtime fan, recent subscriber to the podcast. I had no idea. I'm sorry. Well, I never promoted. You know, dude, why would you know about my fucking podcast? Isn't there like nine zillion things on the, you know, give yourself a break. There's a zillion things on the internet. There's free porn on the internet. The very fact that you even listen to two seconds of this is, is an unbelievable com- compliment. Um, anyways, he said, uh, I'm a recent subscriber, but I've obsessively caught up and listened to like five months of Monday morning podcasts. Um... 
Breaking Bad, Date Night, Chappelle Show, all your stand-ups, saw you recently at Hometown Minneapolis. Uh, not a huge football fan. What are we getting to here? All right. Well, thank you for... Oh, there was an arrow. It said, start here. Thank you for all those compliments, sir. All right. He says, hope you can see the arrow down. Emoji. I love emojis. Also tipsy for courage to write this. I don't know what the fuck that means. Are you spelling shit wrong? Anyways, he said, I've been manifesting, manifesting feelings for one of my best guy friends of 15 years now. I'm 30 years old, and it seems like a no-brainer. Oh, this guy's drunk. Braining? Or oh, this woman's drunk. Whoever the fuck this is. I'm 30 years old, and it seems like a no-braining that as friends, we make the go at seeing if it could be more. Oh, Jesus. Let me see if I can fucking get through this. This is like an English person or something who's drunk. Um, I feel like what's holding me back are I'm not 100% physically attracted to him. I'm worried if it doesn't be, if I'm worried if it doesn't work out, I risk the chance of losing a great friend. After a night of hanging out and drinking, I texted him. So why have we never messed around in our adult life? To which he responded, great question. I'm not sure. Jesus. To which I said, you're what? You're epilepsy? E-L-L-I-P-S-I-S? That's not epilepsy. <laughs> Your ellipsis indicates an omission of words. You know, people, you know I'm fucking dumb. Don't use this. What the fuck is that? Ellipsis. What? I got to look this up. Ellipsis. You know, a lot of people are laughing, but a lot of people also want to hear the definition. Ellipsis is a series of dots that usually indicate an intentional admission of words, sentence, or whole sections. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. My world, that's dot, dot, dot. I thought that said epilepsy. You know what it is? I start reading a word, and when I can't, I don't know what it is, I panic like Mayor Menino, and I just throw out a fucking word. Great question. He said, I'm not sure, dot, dot, dot. To which point I said, your ellipsis indicates an omission of words, dot, dot, dot. All right, you know what? Right there, I'm not fucking you. I'm assuming this is a woman at this point. Um, yeah, anybody who uses the word, you're, you're, not even that to use the word ellipsis. I, can, I should own up to my own stupidity or el, ep, epilepsis. Um, <laughs> indicates an admission of words. Right there, you're already putting him on the defensive. You know, you're already fucking, like, mind-fucking him. Anyways, he said, hoping to get him to make the text move. He hasn't. Oh, you thought that if you wrote... I'm just going to keep saying dot, 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 because I'm, I'm paranoid everybody's laughing because I'm saying it wrong. Your dot, dot, dot indicates an omission of words, dot, dot, dot. She says, hoping to get him to make the next move, dot, dot, dot. He hasn't. So is it on me to make the next move? Is, is the risk of running the relationship, ruining the relationship not worth it? Is it even worthy of your podcast? Uh, what do I do? The person says, I feel like reg regardless of if you read this or not, this is where I say thanks and go fuck yourself. All right. Um, well, look. If you actually seriously 
want to uh, explore a relationship with somebody, it's probably not a good idea to start the relationship after a night of drinking with texting. I would think. I think that's a, that's a sober move. Now, if you just want to fuck the dude, then yeah, drunk texting is great. But I would leave out the big words in case he's a dummy like me. Um, I don't know. What is the next move? <clears throat> well, if you want to pursue it, I would bring up the text. I said, sorry, you know, I was a little drunk when I texted you, but uh, I was, you know. You know what? Don't do this. This whole thing is set up wrong. You just wrote, why have we never messed around in our adult life? You didn't say, how come have you never taken me to a movie? Um, you, you've basically, the relationship you're setting up here is a fuck buddy. So if that's what you want, I would say full steam ahead. Um, if that isn't what you want, I don't know how to finesse around the drunk text that you sent. So why have we never messed around in our adult life? Great question. I'm not sure. Your ellipsis, <laughs> I'm saying that right, indicates an admission of words. Who the fuck would ever text at this? The guy's already drunk. He probably looked at what? He probably fucking held the phone up to his drunk roommate. What does that say? Huh? Why is she talking about epilepsy? I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. Um, but if you want to hook up with them, it's, it's there. It's there. Come on, you're a female. Jesus Christ, how hard can it be? You putting it out there like that? You're all set. As far as there being a love connection, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. That I, I would do something different. Go f- fucking take a cooking class together. You got to do some. I'm taking you seriously, um, type of stuff. I don't know. You're not that physically attracted to the guy. You're drunk texting him. You know what? You need to. Uh, you need some halftime adjustments. That's what I would do. All right. You're better than this. You, you can't. You can't go hook up with a guy that you're attracted to. Don't settle for less, sweetheart. All right. You need to sober up like me. You need to get out of the fog. I'm doing it this week. You do it too. Go hang out with some different people. Go find a good-looking chap that you're attracted to, and uh, you know, go fucking have a cup of tea with them or some shit. Whatever you do. I'm guessing you're from somewhere else because uh, just the way you, some of the expressions beyond that word I couldn't read that I've never heard. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Anyways, that gave me a headache. All right. Advice dealing with racist family. Bill, I'm a big fan and I need advice about a problem with you may have experienced. Uh, my girlfriend is a different race than me and my family is reacting in a racist way about it. Um, I didn't have that problem. Thank God. The problem is I am very close to my family. I usually talk to well, yeah, of course you are. I usually talk to my parents once a day, so this means I have to deal with their crap on a daily basis. Um, I love your grandmother comes to town bit, and that's similar to the kind of bullshit that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, here's the backstory. My family is Jewish, but not religious. My parents are from Russia and are old school white. As far as they can see it, As far as they see it, racism is just the way it is, and there is no shame in telling it like it is by making ignorant statements. My folks told me exact words that they want my girlfriend to be Jewish, but they... What? My folks told me exact words that they 
want my girlfriends to be Jewish, but that they would settle for someone white. Did you leave something out there, sir? That doesn't make sense to me. Said my girlfriend is Lebanese slash Mexican. Oh, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Oh, your family is Jewish. All right, now I get it. Sorry. So fucking dumb this week. Um, My folks told me that they want my girlfriends to be Jewish, but they would settle for someone white. My girlfriend is Lebanese slash Mexican. Ever since I mentioned her to my parents, they've been making all kinds of racist comments about her. Um, They hate us. Or why can't you date normal people? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And there will be problems. You'll see. So I'm stuck. I can't dump my girlfriend because I love her. And two, we have a great relationship. And three, dumping her just because of racist bullshit would make me a hypocrite. But I can't cut off my parents because I love them too. And they have otherwise been wonderful and supportive all my life. I've tried explaining that my girlfriend is not a problem and that she won't change my relationship with them. But my folks keep repeating the same racist bullshit. Any advice for dealing with my folks would be greatly appreciated. Thanks and looking forward to seeing you the next time in, you're in New York City. All right. Well, dude, you got to live your life. You got to do what's right for you. And, um, you know, hopefully your parents will come around. But here's the deal, dude. You're going to outlive your parents. So they're going to be long gone. And if you do everything that they want you to do, then when, they, when they're gone, uh, you're living the life they wanted you to live rather than the life that you wanted to live. Now, if they, what they want you to do and what you want to do overlap, then fucking by all means, full steam ahead. But if you really love this girl, then I would I would stay with that. All right? Yeah, you know, what are you, you going to do? The fuck you going to do? Fuck people. You know, fuck what they think. Bunch of fucking mouth-breathing morons. Why would you even listen to me? I'm a, look at me. I'm a moron, but I'm not a moron when it comes to that shit. Fuck people. Live, live your life and let them, uh, let them deal with it. Ah, Jesus. Fucking relationships are hard enough. You don't need that shit. Tell your parents to grow up. All right. Girlfriend sleeping over. All right. Hey, Bill, I'm 26 and my girlfriend of about three months has been staying at my house four to six nights a week. Jesus Christ. This started about the second week we were dating when I asked her to stay over. I only meant for that night. I gave it time to get used to to get used to someone being in my bed. It's killing me. She lives with her dad, and I understand why she would rather stay with me. She only has a toothbrush in my house, so it's not like we moved in together, but I have never lived with a girlfriend before. I feel like the relationship moved too fast. The worst part is I have to get up for work at about 6 a.m. and feel like I have to tiptoe around so I don't wake her and get dressed and I have to get dressed in the dark. I'm also t- tired in the, uh, in the day from lack of sleep. I've dropped subtle hints when she hasn't spent the night like I slept so good last night. That's fucking hilarious. I also started to be loud in the morning and turning on a lamp. I think she got the hint, but nothing has changed. I asked my roommate uh, and his girlfriend for advice, but it seemed kind of blunt. My roommate's girlfriend is in college, so his girlfriend is only there on the weekends, and he misses her not being there, so he thinks I'm being a bitch. Uh, I don't want to break up with her. Just find a nice way of saying, go the fuck home, or I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for the advice. By the way, does everyone say, go fuck yourself at the end, or, or do you add that? Uh, yeah, no, people say, go fuck yourself. Um, 
Yeah, this is the deal. Uh, you sound like you're a younger person. And, yeah, that's one of the hardest things you have to learn is how to say what you're saying. Uh, well, say what you're feeling, knowing that the other person doesn't want to hear it, but you say it in a healthy way. So I would just say, um, oh, Jesus Christ. Just say, listen, we got to talk about something. And she'll say what? And it's just like, uh, listen, I love when you're over here. I love spending time with you. But four to six nights a week, it's affecting my sleep and, you know, my job and that type of thing. So uh, I'd like to have it be more than like two nights a week. It just kind of moved a little too fast for me. And then she's like, what are you saying? What are, uh, are you saying? Blah, 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 blah. And you just stay. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I don't like you. I'm just saying it moved too quickly, and this is on me. Um, I didn't I didn't want to hurt your feelings, and I didn't know how to convey it. I know I'm 26, but, you know, this is an area in my life that I need to work on, so I'm trying to get better at this. I'm just trying to communicate with you what would make me happy so we can be happy. And then, you know, if she wants to pout and be like, wait, if you don't have me over here, then, eh, I just won't be over here. And then, you know, what the fuck are you going to do? You've only seen her for three months. If she's going to act like a fucking baby, then uh, let her. But um, you mentioned that she lives with her dad, and you understand why she would rather stay with me. So is that guy a dick? So if that guy's a dick, then, like, she's like a stray cat, and you gave her some milk, and now she's at your door every fucking day. That doesn't mean she likes you. That's, a, that's, not a, that's not a fucking healthy reason for her to be over there four to six times a week. She's over there four to six times a week because she loves you. That's one thing. But if she's over there four to six times a week because her dad's a fucking asshole, um, then she's just kind of being codependent. So, But that's a whole other can of worms. And I, don't bring up that part. Do not bring up her dad, by the way, on any fucking level when you tell her. Just say, listen, this moved really quickly. And um, all the bullshit that I just said, just say it that way. And if she's going to cry, then like Hootie and the Blowfish said a long time ago, let her cry. All right. <laughs> just let her fucking cry. And, you know, that's what they do when they get upset, they cry. So it doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Just understand that she's crying because you conveyed what's going to make you happy. Can you imagine if you did that? If the shoe was on the other foot and she was just saying, listen, you're watching ESPN. You watch SportsCenter like three times in a row. It's the exact same show. Can't you just watch it once? How many times do you have to look at these highlights? What do you think she would do if your bottom lip started quivering and you started crying and then tried to put the entire relationship on that one little thing. You know? Do you think she'd have any fucking guilt? I don't think she would, so neither should you. Granted, watching ESPN three times in a row and actually saying, hey, could you not stay over here as much as, you know, they're not on the same level, but you know what I'm saying. So good luck to you, sir. Just write down on a piece of paper. That's what I used to do because I wasn't good at it. I just wrote it down on a piece of paper, everything that I wanted to say, and I would draw a smiley face above it so I would remember not to say it in an angry fucking way. I know that sounds stupid, but it worked for me. So good luck to you, sir. All right. Two guys and a lady. Two guys and a girl. All right. <clears throat> hey there, brother man Bill. Love your show. My wife loves your stand-up ever since I showed her Let It Go. I've got a situation on my hands here that I would love to hear you, your input. 
I had a falling out with one of my closest friends about six years ago. It was all because of a girl that he said he was that he said was his first love and apparently lost his virginity with. The girl and I hit it off, and I, so we started going out. We didn't want to hurt his feelings since we were all best friends, but after he found out, he wanted nothing to do with us, uh, which is understandable. There's nothing worse than somebody banging somebody you used to be in love with, right, and then they come to you in a mature way. That's the last thing you want. You want them to sneak around so you could be like, how dare you? I thought you were friends. Well, they actually can listen. This is just something that we wanted to talk to, talk to you about because we value our friendship with you the same way we value the feeling that we both, and they're just being mature. So you have to fucking sit there and not call them cunts. That's the worst. All right, plowing ahead. As the relationship grew, she told me that she never was intimate with him and that he didn't even know. As the relationship grew, she told me that she was never intimate with him and that he didn't even know he liked her that way. Oh, and that she didn't. You you left that out there. That she didn't even know that he liked her that way. Fast forward to present day. I'm married to the same girl and have two dogs and in the process of buying our first home together. Out of the blue. Out of the fucking blue. My friend contacts me via Facebook and keeps asking me to go out with him. When I say that my wife wants to tag along too, he keeps repeating the phrase, we got to talk, man, man to man before we can start anew. I just got all fucking turned around in there. What the fuck just happened? All right, the wife loves it. Your relationship grew. Dude, you fucked up a pronoun in there and that just threw me right over the cliff. As the relationship grew, she told me she never wanted to be, she was never intimate with them. Now, wait a minute. This guy said he lost his virginity to her? Jesus Christ. It's like a soap opera. So you married the girl. You got two dogs. And you're in the process of buying first. Out of the blue, my friend contacts me via Facebook and keeps asking me to go out with him. Oh, to have a drink. All right. When I say that, that my wife wants to tag along too, he keeps repeating the phrase, we got to talk man to man before we start anew. Should I go? Um... Uh, no. No. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't because... Because he's a fucking weirdo. He sounds like he still has a lock of her hair someplace. Got to start man to man. Dude, give me a... He's still fucking... That's... Why the... Wait. Wait a sec. Why does he want to hang out with you? If he could walk away that easily, how good of friends were you? You know, if you guys just watch games together because you work together, you went to school for a couple of years together. I mean, I think it's a fucking wrap. Sounds like you got a great thing with your wife. Why do you want to bring this guy over? And then what? Then what? He wants to see what she looks like. That's weird, dude. That's that single white female shit. I, I wouldn't. Should you go? No, I wouldn't go. Fuck him. All right. This is the deal. You want to hang out with us? We're a couple. See us that way. Other than that, you know, I, I can't fucking help you. Does that make sense? Yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't go. Stay there with your wife. All right, three-way relationship. Sir Billiam of Orange. I like that one. It's very, uh, I feel like I just got knighted with a fucking creamsicle. Um, thanks for the podcast, man. I'll try to keep this short. So, 
My girlfriend and I... Ah, fuck. You know what? I forgot to read the other advertising there. Hold on a second. Let me fucking read this real quick. Um, E-voice, everybody. If you're an entrepreneur and a customer calls, do you want to seem like you're in a high-rise, window-view, fancy-pants office? Or do you want them to know you're sitting there in your underwears? With eVoice, you can create the appearance of an entire building. Sales, customer service, tech support, you name it, they'll think you got it. Give your customers the royal treatment with eVoice. eVoice will forward your business calls to your home, mobile, or any number you choose. Wherever you are, eVoice will find you. Don't have time to take a call? No biggie. It's routed to your voicemail, and you can read it at your convenience as an email. eVoice not only gives you an edge over the competitors, it takes away the edge the big companies have over you right now. That's the big selling point right there for me. I don't know about you, but that's the one I love. Anyways, and right now, you can try eVoice for free for 30 days. Go to eVoice.com or just check. Uh, go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on the eVoice banner. Last but certainly not least, stamps.coms, everyone. Uh, pretend you have a wad of cash in your hand. Now imagine throwing it in the trash. All right? That's exactly what you're doing if you're leasing one of those expensive postage meters for your small business. Long-term commitments, maintenance, and reset fees, expensive ink. It's all crazy. I know a better way. Use stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can get all the benefits of a postage meter and more at a fraction of the cost. Just use your own computer and printer to get official U.S. postage for any envelope, any package, any class of mail. Plus, no more time-consuming trips to the post office. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do it right at home from your own desk with Stamps.com. I use Stamps.com to send out my DVDs, to send out my tour T-shirts, and to send out my new fancy pants posters that I'm going to have for my upcoming shows in D.C., Philly, and New York. Uh, Right now. Use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for this special offer. No risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer. Includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait, you son of a bitch. Go to stamps.com right now before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr. All right, back to the final letter of the podcast here. Hey, how about those Bruins going down to Florida? Showing those two teams down there how the game's played. Three-way relationship. Sir Sir Billiam of Orange. Thanks for the podcast, man. I'll try to keep this short. So my girlfriend and I are 25 and been together for about four years. Things aren't great, but they aren't horrible either. Recently, we've started hanging out more with her best friend. And whenever we hang out, it's always a great time. Her friend has been in a bit of a relationship dry spell lately. And recently, my girlfriend told me that they've been discussing the possibility of us starting a three-way relationship. All right. Okay, I don't need to read any more. Do it. Oh, wait. He says, my girlfriend and I have already gone down this road before with minimal complications. But that was primarily a sex-only relationship, whereas this new one would probably be more serious. What are you, fucking Jack Tripper? How would it be more serious? Are you going to live with the two of them? Um, that was a Three's Company reference for anybody under the age of 50. Um, the problem is I'd really like to date the friend. I think that we could make this trio work, but I could see myself liking the friend more than my current girlfriend and fucking the whole thing up for everyone. I also think that breaking up with my girlfriend after four years just to date her best friend is a cunt move and therefore is off the table. Finally, this fucking, the fucking question. Sorry. So should I encourage this three-way 
as it's the only way I'll ever get to date the friend, which seems quite cunty, or should I just break up with the girlfriend, forget about the whole thing, and move west to start fresh? Thanks again, and go fuck yourself. P.S. Come do a gig in Maine before you get too big for your freckles. <laughs> and only do stadium gigs. Um, first of all, sir, you are a fucking hero. And you are living a life life right now that most men only fantasize about, myself included. That's fucking tremendous. That is a tremendous situation to have yourself in. You know what I say? I say you fuck them both, then you dump her, and then you fucking you move west and start afresh. That's what you do. And that's not a dirty move, okay? Because what your girlfriend is doing, all right, she's into women. She's into both. But you're not going to marry this woman, all right? This girl, she's, she's rogue. She's a renegade. She's going to get a pilot's license and fly around the fucking world. This is Amelia Earhart, man. You don't tie this woman down. All right? Fuck that. You're not going to marry her. You know you're not. But you want to fuck her friend. All right? So why don't you just do it? I say you fuck them both. All right? It's not a cunt move. They brought it up. You don't think your girlfriend's being selfish here? She's not. She's sitting there risking her friendship with her girlfriend to drag you into the fold. The whole thing's... For, there's no fucking relationship here, sir. You're a fuckstick. And by all means, let them use you as such. Get yourself some condoms. Have a great time. I'd have my suitcase packed right outside the fucking bedroom door. Right? Then do the porky pig. That's all, folks, and you're fucking out of there. God bless you. God bless you. But that's... Jesus Christ, people shit on Maine. People make fun of that state. That's that's considered a problem in Maine, everybody. It's God's country up there. Blue potatoes, fresh air. Fucking threesomes. They got to do something to stay warm. All right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, I'm going to fucking, I don't know, go get myself some green juice or something. I'm laying off the stoves. I'm laying off the booze. Feast or famine with me. All right? I'm done with this shit. Uh, Somehow still in great shape, though. I don't know what happened. It's probably the liquid diet there. All right, here's a wrap-up, everybody. Now that the show's over, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Cannot stress that enough, people. This is TV watching for the future. Okay? Hulu Plus lets you binge, binge on thousands of hit TV shows anytime, anywhere on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast, damn it, and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner or go to HuluPlus.com, HuluPlus.com, excuse me, slash Bill. That's HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Um, all right. So I got some great gigs coming up. Um, and I'm playing three legendary theaters. I'm going to be at Constitution Hall. Dar, Constitution Hall, right down the street from the Federal Reserve, everybody. You know, I want to take pictures and sell DVDs in front of the Federal Reserve after my show. I know I won't be able to. All right. And judging by the Greenpeace 30, I don't feel like getting arrested for any sort of fucking terrorism or whatever. But um, let me get to my podcast page here so I can get you the dates on these. These are three awesome, just going to be legendary nights uh, for myself uh, here we go. Here we go. All right. On this November 7th, Dark Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. Now, here's the deal with that one, everybody. 
That one is, uh, that's where Eddie Murphy taped Delirious. All right, enough said. Um, I did that. I've performed there one other time, but I was there with Jim Norton, Jim Brewer, and Dave Attell on the Anti-Social Network tour. It was awesome. And I was really hoping when I came out there, they'd have that electric blue carpet. For some reason, I feel like Eddie had the blue carpet. Um, but I think it was just a stage, and it was it was awesome. So to actually, I thought I'd never get to go there again. Um, so the fact that I'm going to be there, it's going to be an extra special show, and uh, really looking forward to it. And then on the 8th, I'm doing the Beacon, two shows at the Beacon Theater. Um, and then on the 9th, I'm doing uh, two shows at the Tower Theater. Um, it's just, it's just going to be awesome. Beacon Theater, obviously, you know, Allman Brothers do the, the Beacon Run every fucking year there. And I've done a number of benefits there. I did the, the, when I did the Night of Too Many Stars, when I did the Steve Jobs bit, uh, that's where I taped that one. So um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to be able to come back there and that people are buying that many tickets. So I want to thank all you guys for that. And as always, dude, I called it Verzi, New Jersey's own Paul Verzi. Paul Benito Mussolini Verzi will be opening for me. And it's just going to be an awesome time. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I got this, feel this whole new chunk of material coming. So I'm beyond psyched to go out and, you know, work it out this week in LA and have it ready to go in November. All right, guys, that's the podcast. Uh, who's playing tonight? The G men, the giants trying to not go. zero and seven dude. Paul Verzi is the greatest giants fan of all time. He, no matter how, oh, and one, oh, and two, oh, and three, oh, and four. I have to every fucking week. They're zero and four. Dude, I'm telling you right now, they're going to finish nine and seven. The Giants are going to go nine. You heard it here first. They're going nine and three. The rest. He was saying last night I was hanging out with them. He was still talking positive. He says they're zero and six. He goes they're going to win this game. I think he's going to said that they're going to finish eight and eight. All right, fucking phenomenal fan. I got to respect him for that. Other than that, I make fun of everything else he does. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll see you. Thank you.